Hi, I'm Tori, if you don't know. This is the Tori Franco Show. I don't even know what episode this is, but I've taken a break from the melancholy, serious topics to give you story time, I think part one, uh, where I answer a bunch of your questions on TikTok, off of, from TikTok, I can't speak. Um, the last, like, almost every fucking episode that I've done has been very serious and very, like, you know, and while I feel like those topics are important, it's also important to have, like, a mental health check and kind of tune out of all of the, um, serious shit sometimes and just have a laugh and and shoot the shit. So I'm here to shoot the shit with everybody. But before I shoot the shit with everybody, there are a couple of announcements. The first and most important announcement is that I now have a Patreon account where you can support me and this podcast and my creations on TikTok if that's what you want to do uh, by making a donation, monthly donation. I have no idea what I'm going to give back to you guys, whether that's a monthly Zoom call or honestly I'm leaving it up to you guys whatever you guys want to do but I am on Patreon so if you want to support the show and you want to support me as a creator you can uh, donate to Patreon or just share the fucking link if you don't have enough money because I know we're in really ridiculous times right now another announcement this episode and every episode following will be sponsored by the coldest water company Uh, they sent me this bottle and um, if you're watching me on, on video, they sent me this blue, nice bottle, 20 ounce. Keeps your water really cold. It's insulated. It's amazing. I love it. I use it every single fucking day to stay hydrated. And um, if you're interested in buying anything from the coldest water, I'll leave a link in the show notes or the description below. And you can use my code, which is Tori, T-O-R-I, underscore F, for 10% off your complete order. So those are the announcements. And without further ado, I'm going to go on to my TikTok right now as we speak. And I'm going to check the, the your questions. Um, and I'm going to try and answer as many questions as I possibly can and try to get to every single question, no matter how ridiculous it may seem. Some of them I was, I was able to answer like right in the comments section, like, people are like, how old are you? I feel like that's not something I want to talk about on the podcast. I'm 31, though, for anybody who wants to know. I'm not 13. <clears throat> um, so anyway, dirty questions, life questions, personal questions, how do I wipe my ass, questions like that, I'm here to answer. And again, before I get into the questions, I know I'm, I'm being long-winded right now, but... I want to let you know there will be possibly a part three to the bullying series that I've been doing on this podcast. I had a request from a mother, a special request uh, from a mother who asked me to do a specific video addressing the teens and addressing the kids. Uh, so I want to do that. I want to get down to their level and kind of instead of talking about psychological shit that they're not interested in, tell them kind of give them some advice from like, you know, an adult to a kid. So look out for that. That's coming soon. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's get into these questions. Okay. So we have <clears throat> first question from Steph4843. What's my favorite music and have I been to many concerts? 
If so, which one was my favorite? My favorite music to listen to has ha- has to be pop, R&B. I do love hip-hop, though. Um, and anything really you can bop to and dance to. Anything with, like, a drop. I, I just love music. I really couldn't pinpoint it. Have I been to many concerts? I've been to a good amount, a handful. My favorite, all-time favorite concert was Justin Timberlake's 2020. Um, 2020, is it 2020 Vision? I don't even know 2020 experience whatever that album was called i went to that concert it was fucking incredible he knows how to just get the entire room engaged no matter how far you are from from the stage and um i love him he's an entertainer so he's my favorite he's my idol um okay when did you cut, Steph4843 also asks, when did you cut all your hair off and how did you feel once it was cut? Um, I cut all my hair off when I was 17 years old. After my sweet 16, um, my hair was down to my fucking ass. Like, I had my hair curled at my sweet 16 and people thought I had extensions in. That's how long my hair was. And I didn't do anything with it you know before the top bun and the and the undercut was a lesbian thing I I just put my hair up in a bun you know I'm the the original gangster for for wearing my hair in a bun every fucking day and so I did um and I figured I'm not doing anything with my hair I might as well give it to somebody else so I chopped it off when I was 17 right before my senior year And how did I feel? I shit my pants. I nearly shit my fucking pants. I remember pacing in my mom's friend's kitchen because my mom's friend was the one who cut my hair. She was a hair, is a hairdresser. My best friend was watching me, like also pacing. Um, And my hair had to be trained. Like my hair was, oh my God. The quaff that you see on my head right now, if you're watching this video was not always this luxurious as you're as you see it right now uh it had to go through a lot of fucking training my hair was in shock from when I cut it so naturally I was because I was like am I gonna look like this forever oh my god um yeah so that that was my hair cutting um experience let's see here Amanda underscore 85, love you girl, um, asks, one, is there someone special in your life that has your heart? And two, if not, can I be that someone special? Um, yeah, there is someone special in my life that has my heart. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, my private life is private for right now. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And can you be my special someone? Um, we can be special friends, platonic friends, and I love you. You know I love you. I see you, girl. Um, but yeah, that's that. Noelia V76 asks, do you ever fantasize about anyone when you hear the song I See Red? Asking for a friend. <laughs> um, yes, I do fantasize a lot about that special someone. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, Laura Dingus, 33, wants to know when we're going on a date and are we going to make out? Uh, we can go on a platonic friend date and unfortunately we can't make out. Uh, but you know, um, 
I'll feed you a French fry if you want. Um, Alyssa underscore Danielle 90 asks, who inspires your comedy? Is there a specific person or comedian that you're drawn to? Also, rhetorical question, how are you so beautiful? Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, who inspires my comedy? Such a good question. Okay. Uh, when I was growing up, my favorite um, uh, comedians were um, Jim Carrey. I watched all of the Ace Ventura movies and The Mask and any movie he was in I thought was pure comedic gold. And I was obsessed with the Austin Powers movie. Still to this day, I I reference those movies and like some people look at me like, what the fuck? Like, what is that from? And like... I forget that not everybody was obsessed with those movies as much as I was and my sister. And those were the movies and the people that made me, like, belly laugh. So I think I never expected to be this funny personality on social media. You know, I, I never expected to um, for people to actually find me entertaining, genuinely. So the fact that people do, it's, like, mind-boggling because... I know how I am when I'm around people. When I'm around a crowd of people, I love to get the crowd going and make people laugh. You know, when I have a wait when I have a waitress or something like that, I always love to be witty and sarcastic and see or get a rise out of people in a good way, get people laughing and smiling. It makes me happy uh to 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 know that I can make other people laugh. And for me, that goofy dressing up like somebody else, like dressing up like an alter ego, which is what I've come to be doing, obviously, with my Bob Ross um, wig and my Mickey ears. Um, it's just funny and goofy, and it, 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 I don't know. I just love that. But I think, yeah, if I had to pick an inspiration, it would be uh, Mike Myers and, um, and Jim Carrey, 100%, those two, like, all the way. I also love that sarcastic, quick-witted uh, comedy too, which is why when I do like my TikToks, my rants and stuff like that, and I just come off the the top and I imp improvise, um, I like that too. You know, just to see what what comes what comes from it. So yeah, that was a really good question actually. Um, and now we have Julianne.s85. Love you, girl. Thank you for everything that you have done ask anything what's the most overwhelming she wants to know what's the most overwhelming thing that's happened to you do you get annoyed with all the attention um i think she's talking about like since being um getting this notoriety i don't i hate the word famous like people are like you're tiktok famous i don't i don't i'm a normal human i sh literally just took a fucking shit before i came down here you know what i mean like i'm a normal human being um and i hate that sensationalizing people even though I'm guilty of doing it, like, hello, Justin Timberlake, I would faint. But still, you know, I don't want to be sensationalized. Anyway, the most overwhelming thing that's happened to me since becoming this whatever personality on TikTok is, um, uh, well, it's overwhelming knowing that a lot of people are reaching out to me that I'll probably never be able to get to every single person. That in and of itself is overwhelming, that I've had many conversations with other creators um, genuinely trying to get advice about, you know, because you have TikTok comments, and I try to reach out to as many people as I possibly can I try to get back to. But then you have Instagram comments, 
and then messages on TikTok and messages on Instagram. It's like, am I missing an opportunity to connect with somebody? Am I missing an opportunity to help somebody or make somebody's day? The answer is yes. And that's fucking overwhelming for me, you know? Um, but also I did have one person that I did. Luckily, it's only one person that I had to block. Um, because I also get, you would in the beginning of this would give my Snapchat out. So I have many, many Snapchat friends now. Um, I've since taken it off of my profile. So, um, you know, cause I don't really go on it because it's overwhelming to go on it. But, um, I had one person on there who was an Instagram friend and also a Snapchat friend. And this girl would literally call me incessantly eight to 10 times back to back to back to back to back without like a breather I'd be in the shower and my phone like I'm trying to listen to music through my phone and I wouldn't be able to because she would just constantly call me and then when she would call me eight to ten times on one platform and I wouldn't answer she'd switch it to Instagram let's say and then call me another eight to ten times back to back to back um and then she was messaging me weird shit about my nieces saying she couldn't wait to come here and meet my nieces and that was kind of my breaking point with her I was like you know what I don't like that vibe so I had to block her um so that was probably the most overwhelming thing um you know and then worrying that somebody that doesn't like me or somebody that um like that person is gonna find out where I live and like you know show up at my doorstep or something like that my friends like fun fact my my friends um to try and fuck with me when this all first started happening I think I had at the at that time I had like 50,000 followers and you know they left a, a note on my car saying like hey I found your address I'm your TikTok fan and I literally like I nearly shit myself so um, yeah, Courtsy, that's my answer, I'm sticking to it, Courtsy wants to know, love you girl, <clears throat> uh, she thinks she's gonna sound like a creep, not gonna sound like a creep, but I love this question, what is a turn on for you? Man, oh man, there are so many, okay, so a girl who, a female, a woman, not a girl, a woman, who, um, is confident in herself um not too confident that she's narcissistic or anything like that but she's confident she knows what the fuck she wants i love that um i'm literally gonna name like qualities in in you know in in the person that i have feelings for but whatever um uh sassiness like spiciness you know isn't afraid to speak her fucking mind when somebody like speak her truth when somebody pisses her off or whatever she's not afraid to stand up for herself she's confident enough to know what she deserves in a relationship and she's um not gonna settle even even though she loves this per like you know she loves she may love you and she may want to be with you but if you don't treat her right and you don't do the right thing she's gonna be out that type of person turns me on fucking um uh you know physically a nice ass turns me on i'm gonna have to take a sip right now because i'm getting thirsty nice ass turns me on not really a boob person 
um, eyes. The first thing I notice in a person uh, that I'm interested in is eyes. They have to have something in their eyes. I don't know. It's just something I can't explain, like these sexy almond eyes. Who does it for me, boy? Um, what else turns me on? R- the girl with good rhythm, a girl that can dance, that can move her body, that knows how to, like, move. That fucking turns me on. Um, let me see. The lips turn me on, like nice, juicy lips. All right, I'm getting out of hand here. Okay, anyway. Uh, let's see. Only Danny. Um, did not ask a legitimate question. Okay, I love you, Danny. Uh, what is it like in the life, Tori, in Tori's life behind TikTok? What's my biggest desire, my biggest fear? Ooh, I like these. Simply Kai 4399 asked this question. So the first question, what is it like in the life of Tori behind TikTok? Normal. Um, I see my family, I see my friends. And I live my life and currently not working because the pandemic, I lost my job and they are not giving it back to me. So I'm on unemployment, trying to make this work. Um, Also getting ready for nursing school, genuinely not knowing if that's the path I want to take anymore. Um, And it's because of you guys and this platform that I'm building and I'm hoping to continue building that I'm really questioning like, you know, Maybe I want to. Maybe I want to take this this risk and see where this goes. Hence, you know, I'm trying to get support for the podcast and everything like that because I don't know if I could take this full time and um, and make this a career, this podcast a career. That would genuinely make me the happiest human being on the planet. Uh, so I guess that also ties into my biggest desire right now. My biggest desire, other than finding a mate who can match my heart um, and who is my all-time other half. That is a desire of mine, a healthy individual rela- a relationship where two individuals come together and can be themselves and love each other wholeheartedly but also give the other person the space to explore, not, in, you know, platonically explore, um, yeah, I'm looking for that too. That's that's a desire of mine. But first and foremost is my this this whole thing, making this somehow, some way, an empire, a uh, uh, legacy that I can look back on in, in a year from now and be like, remember when you started out there, and now look at you. You know, like you've built a business from this podcast. That's that's a desire for me. My biggest fear is a hundred percent. I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of anything other than death, you know, time, losing the time. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to put this juju, this energy out there, but I want, I'm going to tell you what I do want, not what I don't want, law of attraction. I'm planning on doing a whole episode on that. Uh, but I want to be able to have the time on this earth to accomplish everything that I set out to do strap on or off um if i'm the one using it i'm it's on it's on me uh do i need a strap on not to sound like cocky but no my hands are pretty uh you know they're pretty good they they could do the job 
but I I feel like a strap-on is used for like accessory if that makes sense like the way that lingerie is not needed but it's sexy when you see it on a female like what do you need lingerie for if she's gonna take it off anyway but it's just like an added plus that's a strap-on strap-on's not needed it's not the main event but it's an added plus and that thrusting and like you can get in a different zone with the strap-on you know what I'm saying um I'm sorry mom if you're watching this or any of my family members but um yeah I don't strap on absolutely I love giving the strap most definitely um let's go through some oh wow this is a really weird question but I'm here to answer anything so Noelia V76 wants to know what kind of deodorant I use I use a men's um, um, Old Spice deodorant. Um, <laughs> Ashy Drew just wants to say that she watched every single episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, Ashy underscore Drew underscore 84. I love you more. And you love my hairy legs. Uh, you can, add, oh, damn it. Damn it. I didn't answer this one, and you asked where to ask the questions at, and you can ask them on TikTok. I, I'm gonna do more of these, um, because I, I just fucking find these fun. But also because I know a lot of people wanted to ask questions, but were confused about where to ask them. Anyway, <laughs> this is a really good question. Hey, babe, wants to know: Do you know what the guy was doing with his thumb in the beginning of Love? Because I don't laughing my ass off no idea I think they were trying to portray him playing with the clit um but he just wasn't hitting that he wasn't hitting that he wasn't hitting that spot not for me it was the fact that he missed the clit entirely for me um yeah Courtney.mybad has like kind of an inside joke question um, and I'll tell you guys the story. She wants to know, did the neighbors say anything about the marshmallow? And for those of you who don't know what that means, I was on a live stream with Rhea maybe a week or two ago. And I was a little tipsy. And me and Rhea were playing um, Chubby Bunny where you shove marshmallows in your mouth one by one. And every time you shove a marshmallow in your mouth, you have to say Chubby Bunny until you reach your capacity. Um, to put marshmallows in your mouth. So I had one marshmallow and I wrote Rhea's name on it. Um, and I wrote like, love you or something like that. And I left it on live stream. I took the phone and I walked it over to my neighbor's house and I left it on their front, um, at their front door. So the answer to that question is the neighbors never said anything about the marshmallow. I'm sure I feel bad because somebody probably stepped on it. Like, probably didn't even see it and they just stepped on it or the dog ate it or whatever but um yeah so that was that uh tink 85 wants to know how on earth am i still single the answer to that question while that is a very good question i'm very flattered by it um i am technically single but um how do I put this? I'm technically single. Like, I I don't have a girlfriend per se. 
but there is somebody out there that I have very strong feelings for. So, cheers to that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sunny underscore 252 wants to know, who in the hell put the muffins in the freezer? And the answer to that question is, I did. And what you going to do about it? Nothing. That's the fucking answer to that. Um, let's see. Here's a question for your podcast. For some of us who are new to your TikTok, what's your story? Tell us about you and your story. That's from Lay4080. Wow. Um, I might do a separate episode on that question alone. Actually, let me take a screenshot of that because that's a really good question. But to, uh, to make a long story short, a little bit shorter, um, my story is one of many ups and downs. Um, and in those downs coming to realizations of self-worth. And I think I'm still, I'm still writing my story. I'm still... Uh, living my story, I guess we all are, you know, if we're fucking alive, you know what I mean? But, um, I'm still establishing myself. The story, the, the, the journey, the, um, movie is still going. I think we're about to reach the climax, honestly, if I could go by my feelings. But, um, I mean, damn, I'm from New York, live on Long Island, lived in this house my entire life very privileged child, sheltered, um, you know, I didn't have it all, my mother didn't have it all, she worked three jobs to fucking keep a roof over our heads, my parents are divorced, but I am very, very aware of the privilege that I have been privy to in my life, um, just from having an amazingly supportive mother who supports my sister and I both being gay, to... Um, living in one of the most expensive places in the nation, in the country, and, um, you know, living in a middle class, a middle class lifestyle where we, we struggled, but we didn't go without, you know what I mean? I had always had a roof over my head and the lights were always on and my mother did what, what she had to and, um, grateful for that, you know what I mean? So that's my life. Basically, you know, I dealt with abuse and, um, divorce and stuff like that and depression and I was bullied. Clearly, if you watch the podcast, you could pretty much take my, you could take every episode and kind of piece it together realistically and get my story fully. Um, but there's so much more to the story that you guys don't know. Um, and I'm debating on if I want to tell it, you know, but more, the, 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 the overall, moral of the story is uh my story's still being written and you know that's where I'm at right now I sing I write songs you know there's so many different facets of me there's so many different pieces that make me who I am that I I don't even know where to begin I don't even know where to begin I am going to tell my journey thus far though that's going to be for a separate, totally separate episode. I kind of touched on it on one of my TikTok lives, uh, my most recent one. 
and my lovely friend Danny took a couple of screen caps of it, but I want it to be recorded and um, listenable. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, I want I want people to be able to listen back to it and maybe find some inspiration, maybe find some relatability, whatever it is you get out of it. I don't know. I feel like it could be useful. So that's a really good question, though, and I appreciate that question. Uh, Shay3419 wants to know, what do you read besides Harry Potter? What's your favorite place you've traveled or visited? Great question. Um, what do I read besides Harry Potter? Uh, well, first of all, I have a confession. I have a whole chest, literally, to the left of me right now that I am looking at. And it is the entire Harry Potter set from book one to book seven. And um, my friends got it for me for my 30th birthday. They all chipped in and got it for me, three of them. I love them very much. I have wonderful friends. And so in a chest is all of the Harry Potter books. And if I could make a confession, I have not read every single one. I've only read fully in their entirety one and one one two and three I thought there was a bug on me I have not I, I will eventually in my lifetime read four five six and seven but I mean if y'all have seen the fucking bulkiness of those books but I know that a they're easy reads and b um you can get so much more out of the story reading because I mean just from reading one two and three and then watching the movies one two and three and comparing it's like not night and day but there's so much that's left out even in those books so and those are so much smaller um so that's my confession but what do I read other than Harry Potter um that's a really good question hold on my my camera turned off okay we're back on I read a lot, actually. Um, I haven't this summer, which I'm kind of upset with myself about. But I read, like right now I'm looking at, if I could show you my bookshelf. Um, I read a book called Grow a New Body. I read a lot about like health and nutrition and alternative um, health and stuff like that. I read, I read, I barely read any fiction unless it's fiction that relates to reality like um I've read Animal Farm by George Orwell uh which was a really good book and scary to say the least especially when you compare it to today's state of being uh political politically I read I have in my arsenal right now that I want to read Noam Chomsky How the World Works um Noam Chomsky Manufacturing Consent I have a lot of religious books um, athe- atheistic books, philosophical books, psychology books, a lot of nonfiction. I'm a reader. I like to, I like to learn. My brain is constantly going and I like to learn. So yeah, there's, it's just a lot of, a lot of politics, a lot of religion, a lot of philosophy. And, um, also I read a lot of Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. I've read a couple of his books. I have A Tribe of Mentors by um, Timothy Ferris that is literally so thick. Um, but I feel like that's like a reference book. You could just open it to any page and just get some inspiration. So I read a lot of self-help books too. 
And um, yeah, that's that's what I'm reading. That's what I read. Um, wow, this is a good question. Okay, so Nelly's Life asked, if you got 10, is that $100 million? I don't even know. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, if you got $10 million tomorrow and you needed to spend it only tomorrow, what would you do? $10 million and I needed to spend it only tomorrow? Um, I would literally give eight to nine thousand, uh, nine million to charities. And then I would take a million and probably, if I had to spend it though, I was going to say, and then probably invest it. Um, or like 500, I would take, if I kept a million and donated the rest, I would literally take 500,000 invested in the bank and then the other 500,000, um, I would buy myself a house, pay it off, and then create some t- sort of like YouTube podcast studio and still be trying to do all of this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't need much, really. Like, I'm not out here trying to be a fucking millionaire. I'm just trying to make a living doing what I love best, you know? Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Joe Priscilla, 15. wants to know what important lessons did your previous relationships teach you and what's the best advice that you ever got I'll never forget a friend from high school wasn't even really like a great friend she was a nice person great person but her and I weren't like we weren't the best of friends at at best we were acquaintances um, but somehow, some way we connected when I was, you know, like 10 years ago and I was going through some weird stuff and we were texting each other back and forth and I was telling her how depressed I was at the time for whatever fucking reason. I don't even know. Um, and she said to me, and this was the best advice and it, it genuinely, I don't even think the girl even knows that she changed my life with that one nugget of advice and she said happiness is nothing but a state of mind and I was like Err? like oh, this entire time I thought that I was victim to uh, I was a victim of circumstance and with that one little nugget of advice that she had given me I realized wait a second I'm the one in control I'm the one who can change my mind state I'm the one who has the power to take this negative thing and turn it somehow into a positive. And I can do that in any aspect of my life. And so literally that, while it may seem really small and not really like, you know, it's kind of cliche, for some reason the way she worded it just clicked for me and seriously changed my life, changed my, my disposition entirely you know, um, so that was the best advice I ever got, and, you know, that's, that's the best advice that I could give to anybody going through anything, is that happiness is nothing more than just a state of mind, and you can change it like that, you can train your brain to just be fucking happier by, instead of looking for bad things, look for the good, in every situation, you know, and it may be hard at first, but it's possible. And yeah, 
you know, that and the only way out is the way through. That's one of my favorite quotes. The only way out of a situation is to face it head on and get through it. Stop running away from your shit. Um, what important lessons did your previous relationships teach you? Really good question. Um, I learned self-worth. Um, I learned that every single love is different from the next and that just because it's different doesn't invalidate it any, any amount at all. Um, and that you love people at different stages in your life. And so you can only love people to the capacity that you are able to at that point in your life. And you're only, you can only express love to those people to the capacity that you are able to express that love because I feel as though expression of love comes with experience and it comes with time. And, um, you know, I learned to not be as leading with my emotions and kind of to find a balance. You know, it's okay to be emotional and be affectionate and tell somebody, hey, I love you, you're beautiful and I want to be with you and, and I want to make out with you and, and do all of the wonderful things with you. But it's also okay and, and necessary to be rational and realistic and not get consumed in all of that over emotion so that you're out of touch with reality. And I learned in all of my relationships that... That needs to also be a factor, especially for me, like who I am. I learned who I am and who I was and who I want to be by being in those relationships. No matter how hurtful, no matter how traumatic some some of them were, um, I learned how to be the person that I am today because of those people and because of those experiences. And because of that, I don't regret any of them, none of them. Um... I'm thankful for them. And and I can tell you right now my next my my current person is probably thankful for them too, you know, because it made me a better lover, um a more rational, level-headed person, you know. So I know that was pretty vague and long-winded, but uh yeah. Um Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. I'm trying to find some more. How long have I been... Okay, Roatoes wants to know, how long have I been rocking this hairstyle? And do I have any photos of myself without uh, with different cuts? You have great hair, by the way. Thank you so much. Um... I've been rocking it for 14 years, this haircut. And I do have different haircuts uh, from the past. I keep it pretty pretty decently long on the top now. Uh, but in the past, I used to have like a faux hawk. I would still get the fades and stuff like that, but I would like spike it. Now I just, you know, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's age appropriate for me. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to, I want to change. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Have I ever, oh, Mrs. underscore Shep underscore unplugged wants to know if I've ever tried anal. Um, (laughs) the answer is no. I have 
I have tossed a salad, though. Like, if I'm being completely frank, I have most definitely tossed a salad. And um, Google it if you don't know what that means. I did not, for the record, stick my tongue in anybody's asshole. But I have most definitely taken a walk on the wild side. Okay? So, um, it wasn't as... And people like cringe when they hear that but it's not it's not a bad thing at all (sighs) let's see what is my type um (laughs) tiny latino latina um hot sassy what popular movie did you actually never watch oh my god there are so fucking many so many that people look at me sideways and they're like you've never seen this fucking movie where have you been living i mean like i've seen all the blockbusters you know like titanic obviously harry potter i've never seen lord of the rings um oh man there are so many to answer this question i would literally have to have you whoever you are what is your name uh diane buzz 24 you'd have to be in my presence and you'd have to rattle off movies that i haven't seen and um i would tell you uh i'd be like almost every movie that you gave me i'd be like no never either never heard of it or never watched it um let's see is it L? I hope that's it. L. L. dot A. dot C. nineteen ninety four wants to know if I could be in any movie or TV show. What would it be? Why? And what character would I play? Um. Okay. So if I could be in any TV show, it would be Euphoria. Right now, that's like one of my favorite fucking shows. I just think that it's one of the most perfect shows out there. It, it depicts reality. It's not. Um. Um, what's the word? It's not like bubblegummy, not trying to, it's not trying to do anything but be fucking real and raw, and I love it. It's unapologetically just that. Not to mention the fucking music. Like, I just watched the show. I remember watching the show thinking, like, every single episode, the fucking soundtrack to this show is bomb diggity. Not to mention, again, Zendaya is perfect. She's just, she's just a perfect depiction specimen of a human like she's just she's just perfect she's a wonderful actress you get you get you get connected and like attached to the fucking characters so if i could be in any movie or tv show it would be that or a movie would be harry potter absolutely uh, who would i play i would play in euphoria i would play any person who gets to make out with zendaya um i in harry potter i would play ron weasley because he gets to make out with emma watson um so we can you know see where my motivation is and what character would oh i already answered that so yeah that's um that question uh let's see let's see do we have any i have lots of questions dirty things people um Let's see. What is going to be my next Disney tattoo? Brandy Mascaro MUA wants to know. Um, 
Well, it's not really a Disney tattoo, but my next tattoo is going to be a um, a phoenix half sleeve. That's my next big tattoo. Um, there are a couple cover-ups I have to do in between, but my next half sleeve or sleeve or whatever you want to call it is going to be a, um, a, the phoenix from Harry Potter. <sighs> Let's see. Let's see. Uh, um, blonde or brunette, which do you prefer? Queen Fern wants to know. And I am very upset for the blondes, but I've only ever been with brunettes. I love an exotic looking woman. I am weak. I am weakened by an exotic looking woman. The more exotic, the better. Give me the fucking, give me all, give me all of the exotic that you have. I want it. I need it. Like, oh my god, the sexy brown fucking eyes. Like, oh lord have mercy. God. I like, I mean, not that I like, it's not that I don't like blondes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't look at a blonde and think, ugh, she's ugly. You know, like, I'm just not sexually. I don't look at a blonde and think I'd like to pin her up against a wall and fuck the life out of her body. But when I see a hot fucking Latina, exotic looking, sexy eyed, beautiful, lipped, big assed, thunder thighed, short latina girl i'm just like you me bathroom right now i'm gonna teach you some things about your vagina you know what i'm saying so yeah to answer that i'm really long-winded uh and horny but to answer the question it's brunettes you know what i'm saying uh, oh, this is a good one. Sharanon Sharanon asks, where's the craziest place you did the mattress mambo, which is sex? And where would your dream vacation take you? And would you want to do it with friends, family, or significant other? Um, oh, she's got a couple of questions. Okay, so the first part of the question is, where's, where's the craziest place you've ever done the mattress mambo? I did it on my friend's roof. I had sex with my ex-girlfriend, one of my exes, um, at a house party. We climbed onto the roof and did the deed, uh, both drunk on a roof, high in the air, having sex, and none, neither of us died, so that's cool. Where would your dream vacation take you, and would you want to do it with friends, family, or with your love interest? My dream vacation has always been like somewhere like Tahiti or a Bora Bora, or something like that, um, and would I want to do it with friends, I would want to do it with my love interest, I don't, um, I would do it with a, with a love interest, and let's say another couple, because, uh, I want to enjoy myself, you know what I mean, so, uh, by enjoy myself, I mean, I'm a horny 13-year-old boy, basically, living in a 31-year-old female's body. And so I want to be fucking multiple times a day. Um, 
and you just can't do that when you got fa- like when you're, you're inundated with family all over the place you know i would want to do like an adult bora bora me my girlfriend or wife let's say whatever and another couple so that way like we can do couple things and hang out together the four of us but then like when it's time to go it's time to go no kids no nothing you know like I love my nieces to death but I could just see how that could you know what I mean there's there's a time and a place for family vacations and for not family vac. and I'm just I'm about having you know like relaxing so there's that Uh, What's your love language? My love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. I need to hear you tell me every day that you fucking love me and you want me. And when we're together, I need you to constantly be wanting to make out, basically. And I'm cool. Like, if you do that, I'm cool. And how do you, um, oh, what's your, oh, and how do I look so young? I don't know. That's a really good question. And thank you for that. I have no fucking idea. Um, the only skin routine I have is when I'm in the shower, I fucking wash my, wash my face with regular soap. You know, like whatever body wash I have, I wash my face with that. And then when I'm done and I'm out of the shower, my face is dry. I put jojoba oil on my face. Um, that's it. I used to have really bad acne, though, when I was growing up. Let's see. Let's see. Lena Osornia777 wants to know, what's your favorite meal? Uh, What are your likes and dislikes? How tall are you and what makes you smile? Okay, so what's my favorite meal? Oh, God, it's changed since I started, like, my diet and stuff like that. Like, my favorite meal used to be ravioli. And I guess it still is. I just don't eat it. I choose not to eat it because it'll make me fatty, fat, fat. Um, but yeah, ravioli and, and, um, tomato sauce, you know, you know, marinara. What are your likes and dislikes? I pretty much like anything. Somebody once told me I remind them of Olaf from Frozen because like, I'm just that type of la-di-da fucking person. You know what I mean? Like, I love everything. Um, my dislikes are just fucking assholes. I don't like arrogant, ignorant, racist, bigoted dipshits you know what i'm saying it's just that simple mean-spirited people mm, you can go that way how tall am i five foot flat but don't get it twisted you know what i'm saying i'm a strong five foot flat well, what makes me smile my family making other people smile and laugh uh what makes me smile disney makes me smile my nieces make me smile uh my best friends make me smile And knowing that I have a fucking support system that is solid, people that are there for me, that makes me fucking smile, you know? It makes me grateful. You guys make me smile. Your comments make me fucking smile. Um, (laughs) See? Sherry.k80 is laughing at me, and it's made me smile. So anyway, um, always... Always Nady wants to know why I'm still single. I get that question a lot, and I appreciate that. Um, But her serious question is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? That's a really good question. Hmm. If I could have one superpower, what would it be? 
I would want the ability to... I don't want to read people's minds. First of all, that's invasive. Um, and I want people to open up on their own accord. I honestly, I'd, t- I'd keep it simple and just say I would want my superpower to be like either flying or to be able to like move objects. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted this a book or whatever, I could just like go like this with my hands and do a hand motion. You know what I'm saying? And also in in essence, if I'm a superhero, that would be my defense mechanism or like my offense, you know, like if somebody's attacking me, like I could literally control their body or control the objects around them. And like, let's say there's a stool right there in front of me, I could pick up the stool from six feet, eight feet away and just knock the stool into their head and fucking knock them the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty simple. Um, Chameleon Live wants to know, what is my favorite flower? My favorite flower is a rose. My favorite color is blue. My favorite star constellation, never really thought of it, but off the top of my head, Big Dipper. No, Orion's Belt, Orion's Belt. Movie genre, comedy. My favorite coffee is iced, um, um, light and sweet, um, and house in my neighborhood. My favorite house in my neighborhood is... Actually, I do have a favorite house in my neighborhood, but I don't know how to describe it. Let's see. I literally have no idea where to even search for it. Do you listen live? Okay, somebody's just asking me about the podcast. Another person asking me what my love language is. Do I have any pets? Christina Villar wants to know. Um, and the answer is yes, I have a dog. His name's Luigi. And he's my little bup-bup, and I love him very much. The best gas station road trip snack? That's a really good question. I'd have to say some sort of popcorn. Um, you got to have sweets, too. So for me, it's more of like the chocolate type of sweets. So um, I would get like ring dings or um, 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 hush puppies or whatever those things are called. like the fucking chocolate snacks those are dope um let's see what else what else doritos cool ranch fucking doritos bomb yeah that yeah and cheetos fucking cheetos fritos cheetos doritos all the eatos we're taking them with us because that's what we need for sustenance on a on a road trip um let's see let's see I'm going to go. Here's my question. Why aren't we dating? Baroom Hero wants to know. <laughs> I appreciate that. You live in Long Island. I live on Long Island. You're beautiful. I'm funny. That is that is very funny. I'm going to like that. And I might comment back. That is funny. I appreciate that comment. Thank you very much for that compliment. <laughs> this is a funny question. Callie ba- Baby wants to know, have you ever farted sitting down and it hurt? Like sitting in the car while driving. Okay. Um, okay, so no. it never. It's never hurt. But like, you know, when you're a female and you fart, sometimes like the air bubble goes into your frontal cavity. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it doesn't hurt. It's never, I've never ever been sitting and like farted and was like, ow, that hurt. No, never. Um... And she also wants to know 
where to find the podcast. You can find the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to know where to just listen, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Breaker, um, and many more. That's literally what I just wrote to her. Uh, let's see. Sarah Petrassi wants to know, what advice would you give to 18-year-old you? And what's your five-year plan? Good question. Um, the advice that I would give to 18-year-old Tori would be don't... No, I probably wouldn't say that. The advice that I give... Here's here's the only thing. I can't, I can't say any advice that I would give to my 18-year-old self. The only thing, the only thing I would say is words, words of wisdom, which is, hey, it gets better and, um, you know, keep your head up, chin up, whatever. You know, words of encouragement. Advice... I wouldn't advise 18-year-old Tori to do anything differently because I feel like every choice that I've made in my life has put me on the path that I'm on right now, specifically, you know? And uh, had I, let's say, stayed in college and gotten my college degree and, you know, did whatever I did, like had a master's degree by now or whatever, maybe I wouldn't have ever even started TikTok, you know what I mean? And maybe I would have never had any other... Uh, alternative like goals or or started a podcast or anything like that um so I wouldn't advise 18 year old Tori to do anything differently um I would probably just advise 18 year old Tori to be cautious about certain people that she allowed into her life that didn't belong in her life and just keep it moving you know and give maybe words of encouragement uh my five-year plan to be honest is nursing school and um I don't know I mean again my five-year plan six to eight months ago was a lot different than my five-year plan now even because now after quarantine and everything like that it kind of put things into perspective that you know life can change the drop of a dime and um things can shut the fuck down at the drop of a dime and um and you know nothing is set in stone and you kind of just have to go for your goals right then and there you know what I'm saying so I can tell you my five-year plan eight months ago before pandemic pre-pandemic five-year plan was to finish out nursing school and go for my master's degree become a nurse practitioner and either join somebody in a private practice with them or start my own private practice doing functional medicine and helping people, you know, giving people people preventative care, if that makes sense. Now, post-pandemic, uh, my five-year plan feels a little different. I'm still in nursing school. I'm still going to stick it out. But if this, you know, my first goal before I even decided to be in nursing school, my first goal was to have a podcast a successful one and make a living off of it a social media platform and and you know make a change in people's lives in that way if this takes me somewhere then this is my five-year plan you know my five-year plan is to be able to make a living from this um a decent living doing this maybe maybe down the line in five years motivationally speaking going on tour and speaking to crowds of people just you know what i mean uh, so it's crazy how six months even can fucking change your, your plans, but you know, 
uh, I guess it's it can't hurt to have a plan B. So right now, nursing school's technically fallen into the plan B category. But that is, is a very good question. <sighs> okay, so 10 pence one said um, that on a live one, one time with me and Rhea, I told Rhea that I've never faked an orgasm, which is true. Um, and she wants to know what my secret is. And the secret is that there is no secret. I'm just not the type of person to moan or fake some shit when I'm uh, not feeling anything. So I'm the type of person that communicates in the bed. <laughs> and, you know, if you need to go a little to the fucking left, you got to go a little to the left. People don't realize that, first of all, every person is different. Um, in the bed, you know, especially females, us females, every vagina is essentially different, but the same. But the main thing is, is what turns one person on or gets one person going won't necessarily do that always for the other person. You know what I mean? Certain things are positioned differently. Like the clit isn't exactly in the same exact fucking spot on every female. You know what I mean? And some people have more sensitive areas than others. So I think the secret to any successful sexual encounter is communication. Letting somebody know what you like, knowing, going into the sexual encounter, what you like so that you can communicate. That means also, for me, in my opinion, um, um, fucking masturbating. Touch your fucking self. Fuck. Go fuck yourself literally go fuck yourself okay and find out figure out what the fuck it is that you like um and try like get out of your head about it being weird or creepy or whatever it's not creepy I know it's sometimes people think like it's much better to just have somebody else do it but realistically is it because you know what you want I, I've had my best orgasms giving them to myself. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that people haven't given me some good ones, uh, some, some you know, memorable ones, but um, that's the secret. The secret is don't moan when you're not feeling anything. Let the person know. And that person that's doing things to you should ask you the question too. Like, you know, when I'm having, when I'm doing the things to to the the, the the person i'm saying like does that feel good and i'm expecting them to be honest like no i don't really feel anything right there okay then i'm gonna move my hand and fucking put it where you can feel and then i'll move it and ask you oh does that feel good yeah okay that's the money spot that's the spot we're sticking with you know what i'm saying like it's a dance Sex is a fucking dance, and you gotta be able to communicate with your partner. Um, do the do I feel that I'm ready to now find love again? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that the person that uh, of interest in my life, yeah, I love her absolutely. Um, most definitely, I am in love. So again, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Because homie needs some privacy. Very good questions, though. And I can say, when it comes to that, it took a while for me to get there. Um, And there are still things that I need to work on. There are still things that 
I need to get out of my head about and there are still things that I need to get in my head about, you know. Um, it's not a one and done, I'm ready now, you know, like, okay, September 1st, I'm ready. It's not that. It's just, I think overall, emotionally, physically, um, yeah, I'm, I am in a good place to be loving somebody else. Absolutely. I never, I didn't jump the gun. I took the time to get over the situation, my previous situation. I took the time and did the work and went through the ups and the downs. And I can now say without a shadow of a doubt, I don't have to question my feelings for this new person because I know for a fact that they are true and they are real. It's not me projecting my feelings onto this person because somebody else doesn't want me or something like that you know it's real feelings and that means that I'm fucking ready if that makes any sense hold on one second because my fucking camera turned off and y'all need to see me so we're gonna walk on over here to my camera and uh we're gonna fucking turn it on I'm gonna do this with you guys because, just because, I don't want to stop. I don't, I don't want to stop recording. Uh, because that's just a fucking pain in the ass. So, I'm going to do this with you guys. But while I'm doing it, I'm going to continue to elaborate on um, being ready. I think you know when you're ready. And you know when you still need time. If you're if you're in a place where you're with somebody, a new somebody, and you're thinking about the old somebody, you're not fucking ready. You're not ready to be with the new somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in that predicament where you're with person A and person A is the new person, but you're still thinking about person B and missing person B. If you're, I'm going to just keep talking and hope that, whatever. Um, if you're with person A and you're still thinking about person B, then there's a fucking issue. You know what I'm saying? And um, that means you're not fucking ready. You're not ready to be with person B. And I hope that makes some sort of sense. So there's that. Um, that's my that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find more. Naya.ng wants to know what my coming out story is or was and where was my family and friends accepting very good question um I basically outed myself um I was out to my friends for a, a while um before I came out to my my mom and like my family and stuff like that my friends knew I came out as bisexual because I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, but I still like guys. So there's still some sort of hope knowing that, like, I didn't like guys, you know. My friends were accepting nonetheless of whatever I wanted because that's just how the younger generations are, you know. 
Um, none of my friends had an issue with it. And then there was, I met my girlfriend. I came out at 13 and then three years later when I was 16, I met my girl, my first girlfriend. And there were a couple of friends that I wasn't out to yet. So this particular friend was one of my best friends and I was on instant messenger with her and I was telling her, you know, hey, I like girls. I met this girl. Uh, she's my girlfriend and I'm into females. And we had a whole conversation and it went well. My friend was like, I don't care what you are. I love you no matter what. And it was a big relief and whatever. And I went to sleep and, um, left the conversation open. And at the time we all shared a computer, you know, it was the house computer. My mom went on the next morning before work. And found the, um, found the conversation and then called me from her job the next day. And she swears that it was during the school year, but it wasn't. It was the summer. Most definitely it was the summer because that was, I met my girlfriend, at my first girlfriend in the summer. So if it was like September, like right around this time, September, school hadn't started yet. Um... But actually, I think it might have been sometime in August, actually. But either way, I wasn't in school. And um, my mom called me and told me, basically, you know, like, I love you and I accept you no matter what, um, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it in, in front of my face. You know, like, I'm not ready to see you, like, making out with females. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm, what do you want me to do? Fuck my girlfriend right in front of you? What do you think is going to happen? Um, I mean, obviously, it took my mom a while. It was like a culture shock, I guess, for her, which I don't know how because, hello, I've always been like this. Like, it wasn't like I was once very girly and then all of a sudden changed. Like, I've always been this very masculine presenting person, you know. So I don't know how she, how it was a culture shock. But at the time, she needed time to kind of process it. And now, I mean, like, you know, we talk about having sex with our girlfriends in front of my mom, and she's, like, cool with it. I mean, she's cool to the capacity that she can be cool with it, I guess. Um, and then, literally, once my mother found out, because this is how life works, once my mother finds anything out about me, my I can expect that the rest of my family and close friends of the family and probably acquaintances and, and the lady... Uh, on the fucking grocery store line just checking out will know my fucking business uh so that's basically what happened i didn't literally did not have to come out to anybody um which is cool so um let's see what is my favorite this isn't a good one dana tucker 45 wants to know what my favorite TV series is I have a couple uh Euphoria Sex Education is a really good one um Atypical I just started watching like last week and I love it I think it's great uh The Fosters was really good um the ending kind of sucked though kind of disappointed about it they like sped up the ending which sucked um, Once Upon a Time was good. The last season, Blue. Fucking donkey dick. 
Um, the Magicians is pretty good. I was really into it the first couple of seasons. And now this new season, I don't know why. I just can't focus. Um, what's another really good one? I think those are really the... Oh, Walking Dead was pretty good. But for some reason, I get to the second season again. And, like, I just can't focus after the first season. I don't know. I just lose interest. But the ones that have kept me interested, Euphoria, Sex Education, and Atypical um, have definitely kept me. Atypical is starting to kind of starting to lose interest. You know what I mean? Like, it was great. It's it's a good show, though. It's a good show. I'm, I just get distracted easily. Um... Let's see. What's your favorite personality trait about yourself? Whitney Nicole W wants to know. Um, it's my it's my bubbly nature, my ability to get along uh, with everybody and relate to everybody. Um, and and I pride myself on the my ability to talk to anybody about anything. I can literally find some sort of relatability. Um, or some sort of way to relate to anybody, you know, even, even if it's a life experience I've never fucking had, I'm that type of person that wants to learn, you know? So if you're telling me that you went to the fucking moon and I have no idea about anything regarding astrophysics or whatever the fuck it all is, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to sit there and fucking be actively listen to you. And try and learn more because I'm genuinely interested, you know, like I've done that so many times, like so many times, I can't even name times. That's just who I am to the point that my friends make fun of me and they're like, do you really have to just connect with everybody? Um, or can you just fucking relax? And for me, it's like, no, I want to fucking learn about people. I am well aware that I am not the only person in this universe having this one experience. And I am well aware that there are so many different experiences out there that I have never even thought of possible. And if I come across a person who's experienced life in a different way, I want to fucking know how it felt, what it was. Like, I want to know the intricacies of that. You know what I mean? Um, like, what did it feel like to fucking go up to the moon I mean that's an extreme you know anybody would fucking be interested in that but like what did it feel like to have parents um uh that actually loved one another you know like something like that like that's just who I am that's my favorite personality trait uh when when my alarm goes off in the morning do I hit the snooze or get up immediately I am a jump start get up immediately um Especially if I'm doing something that I love to do. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely that type of person. What is your relationship with Rhea? April Sarah Via wants to know. Uh, we're friends. We have a bromance. Um, and we appreciate one another. And, and we appreciate the movement that the other one is trying. Like, I appreciate what Rhea is trying to do. And Rhea appreciates what I'm trying to do. And we want to coexist with one another because we both know that our movements and platforms um can allow for that because we're both trying to do the same things just spread positivity lady underscore g25 how did you get to be so cool i mean i half blame deb but you definitely have something to do with it <laughs> thank you lady g um 
I don't consider myself cool um, because I know not that I not that you guys don't know the real me, but I know the nerd me. You know what I mean? The nerd me who has to the left of me as I'm literally speaking a a huge Snorlax Pokemon plush with a Santa hat on its head, and uh, and then you know to the other right of me a fucking huge bookshelf filled with books about nonfiction, boring subjects that nobody wants to listen to you know what I'm saying so I don't know I don't I don't can't I can't answer that question because I don't consider myself cool um but I'm very I'm very well versed and well-rounded you know while I love all of the nerdy shit and Nintendo Switch and Mario and fucking Harry Potter make my life and make me so fucking happy um, I also love to feel sexy and dress up and dance and move my ass and have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, have I ever thought of becoming a comedian because you are so funny? V. Erica said. No. The answer to that short is no, I've never ever considered it. Um, it's so funny because. And now so many people say it that I'm like, should I? But I don't know. I'd have to improv. You know what I mean? I would have to play off of an audience. I wouldn't be able to write a whole set um, of comedy. I'd have to play off the audience's energy and just like talk to people and be witty and like either roast people in a very polite, because I don't, I'm not about making like making people feel like shit. Um, like roast people in like a, friendly way enough to make them laugh or just like vibe with them you know what I mean I feel like it would depend on the audience for me Renee Ross 77 wants to know my turn ons and turn offs well I've already said my turn ons but my turn offs are um toxic behavior controlling behavior jealousy is a fucking huge turn off um um uh, cl- clinginess is a huge turnoff. Um, neediness f- with me is a huge fucking turnoff. Um, d- the overly neediness. Let me let me preface. I want you to need me, and I want you to want me. You know what I mean. But I don't want you to need me so much that you can't fucking exist without me. So I guess codependency. Let me rephrase. Codependency is a fucking turn off. You know, I don't want to be codependent with anybody. Um, uh, uh, possessiveness is a turn on to an ex- to an extent. Toxic possessiveness to the point that you are telling me I can't have other friends because you want me all to yourself. Turn off. Um, so yeah. Uh, why are you single? Another person wants to know why I'm single. Um, let's see. Wow, a lot of people are interested in this podcast. Holy shit. This is crazy. Sorry, I'm literally answering comments as we speak. Um, absolutely. Somebody wants to know if they can see more singing videos of me. Absolutely. 
Uh, Jess160288 wants to know, when did I know that I liked women? Um, I was fucking 12. I mean, realistically, I was five years old playing with Barbie, pretending that Barbie was my fucking girlfriend. So, but I mean, at five years old, you're not self-aware of sexuality. You know what I mean? That was just what felt natural. And then as, as a kid, I would always, we would play house with our girlfriends, you know, like friends of the family and stuff like that. And it felt natural for me to play the male masculine role, the husband. And I liked that, you know, fake affection that I got from the other female, you know, like at seven, eight years old playing those stupid games. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been gay all my life. I can definitely say that. But I realized that I was gay and into females at about 12, 13, when I had my first crush on a female. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that was when I realized that I was gay. Um, let's see. People want to know Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast. I guess I got to let people know where to find the podcast, huh? Um... <laughs> let's see let's see what are my deal breakers in a relationship controlling if you're controlling or you're toxic and you don't know how to um own up to your own shit and you can't apologize for your own shit and you're constantly deflecting big huge deal breaker for me uh Aw, thank you so much, April Carter, for saying that this is the best podcast out right now. Any tips to be more confident? Fake it till you make it. Um, I am not the most fucking... Con and and this, is, this is a question submitted by Kat Krasinska. Um, thank you, Kat. I am not by any means, Kat, a confident, the most confident person. Um, I think confidence obviously starts from within. You have to know that, uh, you have something to offer. So I would say if you want to be more confident in a room with people, um, know what you bring to the table and own that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you're the weird friend that brings the weirdness, that's fucking cool, bro. Own it. And know that you're the weird friend that brings the fucking weirdness and that makes some awkward comments and 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 um lean into that. Lean into your strengths and take certain weaknesses and make them strengths. You know what I mean? I'm not a confident person whatsoever. Um I'm confident enough. I'm not here, you know, like cowering in a corner. I, I love people, so I think that helps. Um, I'm not afraid to go up to people. I'm not afraid to talk and interact. Um, but that's because I know that while physically I don't feel the most confident, you know what I mean? Like there are things about my body image that I'm not confident about. I know that my strong suit, I burped, my strong suit is my personality. Um, 
and my ability to connect with people. And so that gives me the confidence to do that, to connect with people. So if you're a strong suit, you have to figure out what is what is cat good at? You know what I'm saying? What do I offer? Am I the witty, sarcastic asshole friend that can offer a nice witty zinger every once in a while? If so, fucking lean into that. Don't try and compete. Don't compare yourself. That's a, that's a huge one too. Don't put yourself up against other people. You're only going to perpetuate assholeness when you do that. I have friends out there who, you know, get jealous of things that they don't have in other, they see things in, let's say, me or somebody else that they want, but they'll never have. And so because of that, and because of their lack of confidence, they try and shit on that person or that thing. Don't be that person. And in order to not be that person, you have to just do away completely with comparing yourself. You know what I mean? Me and Rhea are two very different looking people. Um, we're very uh, similar in our personalities a lot, right? But we're very different looking people. But for some fucking reason, the same women that flock for Rhea also somewhat flock for me as well because Rhea owns what Rhea has and knows what she brings to the table and I own what I have and know what I bring to the table and what I can offer. So I think that in and of itself helps uh, when it comes to confidence building and, and um, you know, being confident enough. Hold on one second. Damn, I'm sweating. I don't even know. This fucking shit stopped. My video stopped taping because... Uh, because the card was full. So I don't even know where the video stopped, so I apologize. But, um, yeah, that's all I got to say about confidence. Let's see. I'm trying to get to all these questions, but there are a lot. I didn't even realize how many questions there were. Let's see. I think I'm going to do, let's see. Favorite color is blue. I live in New York. That one's easy. Do I prowl? This is a good one. Paula Alexandra 07 wants to know, do I practice mindfulness exercises? And if so, which ones? I used to meditate a lot. I used to do, um, I, I took a yoga class in, um, in community college. And so that was cool. I have not kept up with it. So no, for, for long story short, no, I don't. Um, I do try journaling. I do try writing down my feelings and stuff like that just to be more in touch with where I'm at. Um, I feel like that is some sort of mindfulness, you know what I mean? Um, once in a while, when I really, really am feeling overwhelmed, I'll literally put my headphones in, tune into YouTube, and find a YouTube like guided meditation. So I guess meditation is, is you know, uh, the answer to that. And, um, how old am I? I'm 31. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Um, it's a good question. Uh, will I marry you? Sure. 
No questions, but you're so cute. Thank you, girl Numbus. Will you date an Asian single mom? I feel like you're asking that for a specific reason. Um, And I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think that is story time part one. Um, I'm going to make a TikTok letting every... Actually, you know what? Maybe I should do it in like fucking real time. And, um, you know, let everybody know where to find uh, the podcast. Let's see. Yeah, I might have to do that. Here I am. Should I make a fucking TikTok right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ready? Hey, so um, it's your favorite neighborhood lesbian, and I'm in my basement doing my podcast. And I answered all of your questions um, that you guys had answered, asked, that you guys had asked. And I'm literally recording the podcast as we speak. Like, there it is right there. And it's going to be on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, The Tori Franco Show, The Tori Franco Show, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many more. Anchor, if if you're um, out of the country, there's definitely ways that you, that you can find it. But um, I tried to answer every single question as best as I could. It's fucking, it's an hour and a half long. So if you got the time, that's that. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, I'm done. I'm out. That's that. Peace out, everybody.